Just Life, a programme from Radio Maria England. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Set the Downtrodden Free. We are here live with Simon John and the next episode in his series about modern slavery. And today, Simon, who is a retired solicitor and a lifelong human rights activist, is going to be looking at the car wash and nail bar industries and also introducing us to the abolition initiative. Hello, Simon. Thank you so much for joining us once again. And over to you. Good morning, Elizabeth, and good morning, listeners. Um, This month, we're going to talk about something which has been almost the elephant in the room in this whole issue. We've we've touched on it very briefly. Um, But car washes and nail bars are among the most prevalent industries, um, the two most prevalent industries reported to the Modern Slavery Helpline. That's um, a helpline run by the Bristol charity, well, the charity based in Bristol, called Unseen, Uh, the name coming from the fact that this whole issue of modern slavery um, is unseen, um, and as the uh, Salvation Army puts it, um, that's because it's hidden in plain sight. So it's there for us to see, um, but um, we don't see it. Um, of the uh, the complaints um, or reports to the Modern Slavery Helpline, um, 27% were about car washes and 8% were about nail bars. So these two industries between them um, uh, are very vulnerable areas in terms of modern slavery. Um, But there are things we can do about it. And one of those is to make a call to the Modern Slavery Helpline on 08000, so that's 0830, 121-700. And that will um, make a lot of difference to the life of somebody who is suffering uh, the horrors of modern slavery um, here in front of us in the UK. Um, And so I want to start by talking about a report by the UK's Anti-Slavery Commissioner. Now, that that office of Anti-Slavery Commissioner was set up um, by Margaret Thatcher um, in 2015, following the creation of the, well, the passing of the Modern Slavery Act in the UK. And um, sadly, the, the position is currently vacant. Um, It was initially held by Kevin Highland, um, a Roman Catholic, um, but he resigned in um, protest 
at the government's inaction um, in relation to his recommendations and it, the government's inability to move forward um, and deal with the developing situation um, as we discover more about what's going on in modern slavery in the UK today. Um, and the current Home Secretary um, has apparently abandoned the search for a modern slavery commissioner. However, they produced a report um, in the UK um, and it was launched due to a Sunday Times article um, called the UK um, Exposed Scandal of Nail Bar Slaves. Um, and the Sunday Times estimated there were 80,000 nail bars um, in the UK, many of them abusing minors, but also adults who were brought here, um, many of them Vietnamese. We've spoken about Vietnamese quite often, and it seems um, that they are particularly adept um, both at uh, operating in nail bars, but also in um, cannabis farms, as we discovered. And the Anti-Slavery Commissioner finding that there were so many Vietnamese slaves in the UK um, thought it was right to produce a report on this. So um, he discovered that, that as the Vietnamese community had expanded in the UK, it had proven to be entrepreneurial and had established itself in key business niches, such as the restaurant trade um, and in relation to nail bars. Um, so, although the data um, on the number of these businesses wasn't available, it was thought that they were the most popular niche businesses run by um, the Vietnamese community, um, and that that community excel both at setting up successful nail bar shops and as um, nail, nail technicians. Quite why different nations have these particular um, attributes isn't clear, but anyway, um, that, that is the case. And um, many of the businesses operate um, as cash-only businesses. Um, and there are two ways in which they typically set up. In the first, the Vietnamese national owns the business and hires its own staff. And in the second, staff are hired on a self-employed basis, renting out chairs in salons and so on. Um, so the pay can be quite high, um, around £300 a week a few years ago. Um, but uh, analysis of uh, files from the National Referral Mechanism had established how nail bars can become a place of illegal work and exploitation. Um, and a significant number of the people who were found to be in what's called the National Referral Mechanism when 
you're found by frontline workers um, to be enslaved in some way like a nail bar. Um, a significant number of them um, were in that particular industry. Um, and uh, it, it was found that the level of abuse was really quite significant. In one instance, a victim was found to be forced to work seven days a week from morning until um, six or seven in the evening, um, and they were paid £30 a week for their work. Well, clearly that is nothing more than a subsistence wage, um, just enough to keep you alive so that you can keep working for the per for the benefit, so to speak, of your exploiter. Um, and another victim was a, a, a child, a male child, at the time of exploitation, and was raised by his grandmother, had to fend for himself. Um, and um, somebody took him in, and um, he was uh, made to work five days a week um, as a child uh, in two different nail bars. Um, and rather than being able to keep the money, he was forced to give it to his traffickers, who transported him to and from nail bars every day and kept him locked up. So that's the sort of experience. Um, that people in nail bars have. And the result is that the nail bar operators make huge um, profits. Um, and when these places have been raided, um, it's often been found that they have massive amounts of um, cash stashed in the nail bar in secret places. Um, and the report recommended that the nail bar industry should be regulated um, and that the Home Office should work with the Director for Labour Market Enforcement, the GLAA, that's the Gang Masters Licensing and Abuse Authority, um, and the Association of Nail Technicians uh, to implement measures to prevent modern slavery in this sector. Um, so, um, moving across to, um, to, to car washes, um, there has been a, a Home Office report um, produced as recently as October last year in this sector, um, and it was done in partnership with Nottingham Trent University um, and another organisation I'll mention in a second. So their aim of that report um, was to explore the levels of non-compliance at the more serious end um, of the sector in three areas in the UK um, that were, they perceived, the worst. And uh, the team estimated that there were approximately 5,000 car washes in the UK. By the way, in terms of numbers, just going back to nail bars, it was estimated that there were 80,000 nail bars in the UK, which I find incredible. Um, but uh, they're, they're, they're obviously very popular. Um, uh, I've never been to a nail bar, and so I asked my wife if she knew about nail bars, and she hadn't been to one either. So um, I can't tell you much about them, but uh, they are clearly centres of abuse. 
as are the car washes. So this, um, the investigators um, from Nottingham Trent University um, intended to um, go to a number of these car washes in three areas um, and uh, establish the extent of non-compliance with a set of standards that's recently been set up. Um, and uh, early in 2022, the, they started their investigations and worked within those three particular areas, which happened to be Norfolk, Suffolk and Leicestershire, which were thought to be the worst for car washes. Um, and they visited 12 car washes in each area. Um, and that they, the report produced um, eight recommendations so that we can look forward to a time when consumers won't have to be the, the watchdogs. But for now, there is the Safe Car Wash app. Um, and that was founded by the Kluwer Foundation um, in collaboration, and they produced this uh, safe car wash app several years ago. You can download it for free onto a smartphone. Um, it's been enhanced recently, the app, um, and it's there because modern slavery is happening in hand car washes in towns and cities up and down the country. Um, I did a sponsored bike ride um, uh, a couple of years ago uh, for Anti-Slavery International and in, on one particular road um, a fairly rural road in um, Lancashire um, I passed within half an hour about five um, car washes all of which were offering to do the job for five pounds or thereabouts in one case i think about 2.99 two pounds 99 and it's quite clear if you do the maths that um you can't pay your staff if they're um washing your car for half an hour or so for two pound 99 um so um what the car wash app does is enables you to identify cases of exploitation and help modern slavery at car washes. Um, so what does it do? Um, it enables anyone who uses it to identify and report slavery. It asks a series of questions, and you can just answer these while you're in the queue for the car wash, or while indeed the car's even being washed. Um, and those questions relate to the indicators of modern slavery, and then the app assesses your answers. If there's a high likelihood that modern slavery um, is involved, um, then users are invited to send a report to the Modern Slavery Helpline at the touch of a button. Um, and so you can help law enforcement and exploitation at car hot and car washes. Um, this 
car wash has been downloaded 40,000 times. Um, so clearly people are using it and they've received almost 9,000 reports um, with several reports being referred to the Modern Slavery Helpline and law enforcement every month. Um, and and the, this, the information supplied has been crucial in helping the police build up a clear picture of hand car wash sector around the country and has enabled statutory authorities to follow up on a great number of businesses. Um, there's no longer any requirement to submit any personal information before filing a report, and users now have the ability to send a report straight to the Modern Slavery Helpline at the touch of a button um, if the report, the feedback, scores above the threshold of concern for modern slavery and um, exploitation. And the new location function means you can pinpoint the exact location of the car wash on the app um, and confirm the street address and postcode um, without having to get out of your car and run out and find the address. Um, so that's extremely helpful. Um, I think that's probably a good place to break, is it? Thank you so much, Simon. I also haven't been to a nail bar, um, and I have a colleague here who said, what is a nail bar? <laughs> um, but as you say, they are in every shopping centre, there are nail bars, and um, I do in fact know of a Vietnamese hairdresser who works in a nail bar, so um, it might be interesting to talk to her. Let's have a listen to um, Amazing Grace, sung by the York Minster Choir.
This is Radio Maria, just live. That was Amazing Grace, and we're with Simon John and Set the Downtrodden Free. And he's talking to us this morning about uh, nail bars and now car washes. Back over to you, Simon. So um, now I'd like to just mention something that I've only recently discovered in relation to car washes. Um, And this is quite separate from the SAFE, S-A-F-E, car wash app I mentioned. Um, And that is um, the Responsible Car Wash Scheme, um, a not-for-profit accreditation scheme created to promote compliance, raise standards in the car wash industry, um, and to enable customers who want to have their cars um, washed by hand to find somewhere that will be doing it fairly. Um, uh, Somebody uh, said um, in relation to um, a Home Office investigation um, that if the cost is too good to be true, payment is only accepted in cash and English might not be spoken. You need to ask yourself, why is this cheap? so cheap and what might I be contributing to here? Um, the, he, he thinks that the true cost, true cost of a hand car wash for the average vehicle is £20. And if you're paying less, you have to ask yourself why and how is that actually working out? Um, so this safe car wash scheme, um, as I mentioned, is that this new accreditation um, scheme to to enable people to uh, find the right car wash, and that there's a it's got its own logo, um, which is fairly clear and has the words "responsible car wash scheme" on it, uh, and the idea is to level the playing field for operators. Um, to educate operators um, to be a positive force in improving conditions for workers, upholding their statutory rights, um, protecting them from exploitative work practices, um, and equally equally importantly, to protect the environment and the consumer, um, because there are huge environmental issues in car washes that I'm not going to go into, but um, members of the Responsible Car Wash Scheme can be expected to um, uh, abide by these. And registration is voluntary, um, and uh, accredited sites can display the logo and are promoted to consumers. Um, And it will um, recognise businesses that operate legally, hire and treat their employees fairly Um, and uh, it seems that mainly Eastern European men are being uh, lured into Britain and exploited by car wash businesses the investigators have found Um, and the sector has been completely unregulated so this will, although it's a voluntary scheme, um, help to a significant extent. Um, So let me just uh, 
now go on, go, go back to nail bars, um, how can you tell whether a nail bar is using slave labour? Um, because criminals are very good at covering their tracks, um, and it's not always easy to spot whether their workers are being exploited. However, there are some signs to look out for. Um, so, for example, the nail bar may accept cash payments only, enabling criminals to bypass bank checks, which may reveal the truth about their operations. Um, the nail bar may have low prices, uh, suggesting they're not paying the staff enough or even not paying them at all. The workers may not speak English or make eye contact with you. Um, they, the one sign may be, and I don't know because I've never been to one, but I do notice that in hairdressers, um, people seem to want to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I'm a bit antisocial and just want to sit back and think as um, a sort of an opportunity for a bit of peace and quiet. So it may be the same in car, in, in nail bars. Um, the norm um, for a legit, legitimate nail bar may be a very talkative nail bar operative. And if they're very quiet, that just may be a sign that they don't speak English um, and may have been um, forced to work. Um, they may appear scared or uncomfortable. Um, and uh, critically, all the financial operations may go through one person. Um, so the, the uh, uh, business operator fearing um, that uh, their operatives may keep some of the money because they're not getting any, um, keeps it all to themselves and makes sure that um, they uh, do, you know, they keep all the money. Um, because that's what it's all about, obscene amounts of profit, of course. So um, in all of these cases, the modern slavery helpline comes into play. Um, and if anybody's got a pen, um, then now's a good time to write that down. 08000, that's 08000, um, and if uh, you're driving or something, you can just look it up later as the modern slavery helpline. Um, so let me tell you a bit about some of the cases that have been um, reported up and down the country, and they really are quite significant in this field. Um, remember that most of the modern slavery that goes on is undetected, and it's undetected because um, the police can't be everywhere, um, and we as a society um, don't do much reporting. If we did more reporting on that modern slavery helpline I just mentioned, then more slaves would be um, freed and just think how amazing that would be for them um, if, if you did that. Um, you would never meet them, um, except perhaps in heaven, um, but my goodness, how grateful would they be 
And isn't that what Isaiah is asking us to do, to set the down drum free? And here's a really easy way of doing it. If you go to nail bars or car washes, uh, and I probably won't ever go to a nail bar, but I, I can easily go to a car wash. Um, and uh, one of those that's not in this scheme, um, I'd probably drive off before having the car washed, actually. But um, I can at least detect um, and report on the Safe Car Wash app. So here, here are some stories. One from The Guardian. Um, a woman and a man who forced children trafficked from Vietnam uh, to work in nail bars have been jailed. Uh, and the, the, the two girls were under 18. They were smuggled into the UK. Um, and this occurred in two places, in Bath and Burton-on-Trent, um, a strange combination of places, but there was obviously some reason. Um, and they uh, were sentenced to five and four years imprisonment, respectively. Um, and the police said that they believe many more girls and boys were at risk, and they hoped the prosecution would send a message um, to nail bar owners who use children that they'd be pursued, as well as alerting customers to the possibility that young children um, were being abused and exploited. Um, they were working 60 hours a week, um, being paid about £30 a month. Um, or, and, and the other one wasn't paid. Of the two um, children, one was paid £30 a month and the other wasn't paid at all. So that's effectively a £7.50 a week subsistence allowance that they were given. They'd got to keep themselves um, on that amount of money. So that's clearly modern slavery, isn't it? They're forced to do the work, um, long hours, and virtually no pay at all. Um, and they were, as I say, brought to the UK in the back of a lorry. Um, the nail bar was very lucrative, and when the police raided the proprietor's home, they found £60,000 in £50 notes hidden inside a teddy bear and a cabinet full of designer handbags, some worth thousands of pounds. These were genuine uh, designer handbags rather than the knockoff variety. Um, so that that is that case. Um, and then um, a little later, uh, realising that this hap was happening, um, the, the police organised a combined raid uh, throughout the UK on 280 nail bars in London, Cardiff and Edinburgh. Uh, 97 people were arrested um, and uh, the... People were of Mongolian, Ghana, Ghanaian, Chinese, Nigerian, Pakistani, and Indian origin. Not in that case, strangely, Vietnamese, evidently. Um, 
and uh, so, so it's very widespread this um, and the arrests were part of an enforcement campaign um, that took place over two months and um, the, 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 the other sectors looked at included construction, agriculture, prostitution, car wash and domestic work. Um, and of the people arrested, um, 14 um, had been uh, referred to the National Referral Mechanism, the service that supports people thought to be uh, victims of trafficking. Um, and they, they they have been offered support. Um, so that's that report. Um, in Clee, in T's side, several car washes and nail bars um, were fined, or proprietors were fined over a hundred thousand pounds after their suspicion, their, their um, involvement in modern day slavery. Um, the Cleveland police have got a complex exploitation team which have been wor working closely with immigration enforcement, gang masters like license and labor abuse authority um, and uh, the Cleveland Fire Brigade and the Environmental Act Agency to take action against those suspected. Um, so that was a another um, very big raid in one relatively small area. Um, in January this year, uh, a man pleaded guilty to um, modern slavery offences after forcing teenage girls into labour at nail bars. Um, the man who I think was Vietnamese, um, Van Than Nguyen, um, 32 targeted vulnerable people for his scheme, including one victim who'd gone missing from care. The victims were reported uh, to be forced to work in nail bars in the Midlands um, and the Southwest. Um, and they were able to track the mobile phones of one of the victims um, uh, and that um, helped to bring about the arrest um, at his home, at the uh, perpetrator's home in Hull. Um, and he's due to be sentenced in March this year. Um, so the, the National Crime Agency is also involved heavily in um, these crime areas um, and that uh, they, they reported a couple who kept vulnerable people as slaves being jailed following another investigation um, in Bristol um, and uh, the, a man and a woman um, both from Bristol's were the ringleaders of this modern trafficking uh, operation and um, they were sentenced to 16 years and nine years, respectively, um, after being convicted of keeping victims as slaves and making them work at car washes. Um, and the, the, the police again repeat their appeal, um, 
saying modern slavery is often hidden in plain sight. We need the public to recognise the signs and report their suspicions to the modern slavery helpline or to the police. Um, there could be victims of exploitation working in domestic servitude or forced labour on your street, in your local car, wash or nail bar. Um, and they encourage people to contact the Modern Slavery Helpline. Again, 08000 121700. Um, uh, Anti-Slavery International are uh, very concerned uh, about this situation as well. Um, and uh, talk about a Newbury couple, Newbury in Berkshire, having been um, branded modern slavers and money launderers by a district judge. In, in that case, um, they weren't quite able to prove modern slavery. Um, so the police brought an unusual procedure against them that may not be very well known about. Um, uh, and it's basically whereby they bring proceedings um, for under the Proceeds of Crime Act um, to recover, as they did, £48,000 from the perpetrators because the, 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 the evidence was sufficient for a civil offence uh, to be proved, but not enough for a criminal offence to be proved. Um, that may sound odd, um, but if you cast your mind back, you can probably remember the case of an American footballer who was acquitted of murdering his wife, but uh, the the civil claim by her family was successful. Same in England. It's all about how much proof do you need um, in a criminal case as distinct from a civil case? So um, that that was uh, successful as well. Um, so even the remotest suspicions are always um, worth reporting. And then another case in Hertfordshire um, just last year in April, um, that was another a coordinated operation with the National Crime Agency took place between March and April um, with officers checking businesses for labour exploitation and nail bars in Abbots Langley, Hatfield, Potter's Bar, Baldock, Letchworth, Harpenden and St Albans were subjected to unannounced visits. Um, and uh, they... I don't think particularly uh, ha reported yet whether there have been any proceedings, but um, it, it just shows the the extent to which these places are um, littered around our countryside. The NSPCC are very concerned, um, National Society for the Protection of Children, um, uh, and... Uh, that they list uh, nail bars, um, not so much car washes for children, but nail bars um, as uh, particularly being vulnerable. Uh, and then finally, only this month, um, the Super Shine car wash um, near Spalding 
um, uh, was raided and a 43-year-old British man was arrested on suspicion of um, uh, offences under the Modern Slavery Act. Um, uh, and so that investigation is ongoing. So that might be a good time to have our second music break. Yes, Simon, thank you so much for... Um raising public awareness of these issues and encouraging us to action and showing that a little bit of action can actually make a big difference in um, in the life of somebody who is stuck in one of these trades. So let's um, think about that, what we can do during this time of Lent, opening our eyes to what's happening around us. And this is Make Me a Channel of Your Peace, sung by Westminster Abbey Choir.
That was Make Me a Channel of Your Peace, sung by Westminster Abbey. If you would like to call in, if you have a comment or a question uh, for Simon this morning, please don't hesitate to call. The number is 01223-375-564. And I can put you straight through to Simon. Simon, you haven't yet told us about the um, abolition initiative. No, I'm going to come on to that in a second. Wonderful. But I just wanted to finish um, the report about this case in Spalding, which isn't too far from us, um, uh, from, from, from you. Um, what is it, 40 miles north or some 30 miles north, probably, um, from Cambridge. And the, the police, as usual, um, in that case, um, gave a statement and said that our priority was to identify and safeguard any potentially exploited workers who were working at the hand car wash and we're pleased to have been able to achieve that. They go on to say, as an intelligence-led organisation, um, in other words, an information-led organisation, that information from us. So, as an intelligence-led organisation, we always welcome information from members of the public as they are our eyes and ears. The quote goes on, if people come across something that doesn't look right at their local hand car wash, uh, we would strongly encourage them to report their concerns, providing as much information as possible. And you can easily do that, of course, with that safe car wash app. Uh, and just a word or two about the potential victim. He was an Egyptian man in his late 20s, and he'd been kept at the car wash against his will uh, for six years. Um, so very clearly, um, he, he'd suffered enormously in that situation. And it's not often we actually get to look at the... Uh, individual suffering um, but but it is really quite significant so the abolition initiative uh, and this um, these comments are directed in particular to uh, Roman Catholics um, and people or church people actually of all denominations um, the abolition initiative um, has been set up in the diocese of Arundel and Brighton. Three weeks ago, we heard from Anne Meehan, who is a member of that initiative. And the general idea is to get the community, us in the laity, in all churches, um, to get more involved and to become local ambassadors uh, to speak perhaps first to our friends and then um, more widely so that more people become aware, more people um, behave more ethically in terms of their purchases and um, thereby reduce the demand for modern slavery goods. Um, and 
uh, also are able to report um, in particular cases like um, nail bars and car washes. And training is available for people to become ambassadors. Um, but it's only operating in Arundel and Brighton. Well, what's so special about the Diocese of Arundel and Brighton, I ask, in the Diocese of East Anglia? Um, shouldn't we have such an initiative? Um, Arundel and Brighton, I think, is the second um, or the third um, most um, uh, area or diocese in which modern slavery is prevalent, highly prevalent. But I think East Anglia ranks fourth, um, we discovered in a talk a few months ago. So um, we're right behind them. Um, uh, and I would really like the diocese um, to adopt this initiative. But that's going to require um, people in parishes speaking up and saying, hey, we want an abolition initiative. We don't want uh, slaves in our parishes. Um, and we want to learn more about how to stop that. Um, and th this initiative it formally includes um, both the Catholic Church and the Church of England, that, that they were sort of involved in the launch, but it includes Christians of all um, uh, dimensions and, and, and types, low church, high church, whoever. Um, uh, and so if anybody is might be interested in helping... Um, move that abolition initiative forward in East Anglia, I would very much like to hear from them. Um, so uh, I think that brings us to uh, any questions. Elizabeth, have you got any questions? Um, well, I'm just looking up the abolition initiative and um, in order to find it, you need to, you need to add Arundel and Brighton. Um, to your search uh, so I think that's a fantastic initiative and if people people across the UK are listening to Radio Maria so please do be encouraged and if you have any questions about how to get more involved in this area do write to us we can put you in touch um, with Simon and he will um, help you and be very pleased to hear from you. Simon, maybe you can just uh, remind listeners, maybe who weren't around a year ago when you started this series, how you became so um, interested and active in human rights and modern slavery. Um, several things, really. Uh, first of all, uh, as you mentioned at the outset, I've been a, a human rights activist um, uh, for uh, most of my life um, and the, the subject um, became we became aware in Britain um, really in the early 2010s there's probably a more sophisticated word for that but the early 2010s of modern slavery around 2011 and then we passed the modern slavery act so it was just growing in my consciousness and then um, 
I just keep hearing from um, at church in the um, in the gospel, in the um, Psalms from the Old Testament and New, um, how much Jesus wants us um, to do something about setting the downtrodden free. I think it's James, isn't it, um, in one of his letters says um, that what good is it if we merely wish people well and do nothing about it? In the gospel of the sheep and goats, um, Jesus tells us very directly um, that um, there will be this um, fearsome division um, at, at some time at the end of the world or at the end of our lives. Um, and he's going to ask us, um, when you saw me and or when you saw one of the least of my brethren, and he was hungry or in prison um, or had no clothes, had no home, whatever it was, um, and you helped him, then you were helping me. And when you ignored him, you were ignoring me. Well, uh, I take that terribly literally. Um, uh, and uh, I, I read his teachings uh, telling me that really I ought to be doing something about it. And I think you've mentioned before, Simon, about just the figures involved in uh, modern slavery around the world. I think you've said that there are more slaves now than during the time of the slave trade. Is that correct? Because we put that in a, in a brochure and then someone took issue with it. So I didn't, I couldn't prove it. So I took it out. Uh, could you just, just give us very quickly um, a few figures? Oh, my goodness. Yes. Not, not merely more but thousands of times more. So I don't mean thousands more, I mean thousands of times more. We know that pretty precisely um, because during the time of transatlantic slavery, um, slave owners were businessmen who kept records. Um, they may not have had computers to do so, um, but uh, they had people with quill pens who wrote everything down very carefully. And we know that in the transatlantic slave trade, there were 12 and a half million slaves over 350 years. Given the life expectancy of slaves of six or seven, you can do the math to establish that there were not that many slaves around at any one time. I can't remember the numbers, um, but it's in the... Um, it's in the thousands. Um, but now, at this single time, there are 49.6 million slaves. So you can see transit. And, and that is partly explained by the fact the population has grown um, substantially. I can't remember how many, what the population was precisely in, in, uh, in those times. But um, it, it was in, I, I think it probably less than a billion 
um, maybe half a billion, um, a few hundred million. But now we've got six billion. So that's maybe um, 10 times, 20 times uh, the, the population size um, between now and then. But it's thousands of times more slaves. And the, the reason is very, very simple. Greed. Greed on the part of slave owners and uh, sadly greed on my part, on our part, because we like a bargain. Absolutely. I was about to say, you know, uh, what can we do? And the the very first thing we can do is we spot, um, as you said, when something seems too good to be true, um, it very probably is. So um, as almsgiving, you know, uh, is prayer our Lenten practices. Let's just be very conscious this Lent of um, what we're spending our money on and where that money is going. Thank you so much. And let's keep, of course, uh, all these issues in our prayer um, because prayer is powerful. Thank you so much, Simon, for joining us this morning. We very much um, hope you'll be back with us very soon. And um, we wish you a very blessed Lent. Thank you so much.